0: This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we'll show you how to go from employee truck driver to savvy business owner. And we'll do it together because we're starting our own trucking company, Holland Assets. So you'll get a front row seat through the whole process. Together with some experts in the field, we'll teach you how to set up a business, buy a truck, get your DOT and MC numbers, get insurance, and a lot more. Thanks for joining us. Everybody welcome back to the Holland Assets podcast. This is episode 21. I got to say this is the most cursed episode that we've ever done so far on this show. Uh I am Craig and over there Chris. Chris, you are you're coming in from a new location. I am. Yeah, I'm in uh Othello, Washington. Othello, Washington. Wait, weren't you just in Othello, Oregon or something? Um I misspoke that one. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> It's Washington then. All right. Yeah, it's Othello Washington. All right. Well, and, and Chris, do you want to tell people why we're so cursed today?
1: Um, Because this is the third time we've had to record this episode. So it's it's a day late. We recorded it once on Monday. Um, and I forgot to hit the record button on my computer. <laughs> and then we recorded again on Tuesday. And Something happened with my computer and the file got corrupted, and so now it's Wednesday and we're trying it again.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I now we're gonna to try to tell different jokes so that you know we can get we can get some genuine reactions here, Chris. Um, all right, so let's see if we can get through this. Today's topic uh, we're gonna to be talking about your profit and loss from August, and there, there's a specific reason we're talking about that, um, and we're gonna to get to that. But first, I need to ask you, Chris. How's the road been? How's it treating you these days? Um, You know, for the
1: most part, things have been going really well. This trip actually has been a really good trip and maybe even one of my best ones. I've, you know, essentially been able to go from one load, deliver early, pick up the next load early, deliver early, pick up another load early. and, And it's just, it's been so smooth. I just haven't had time to do anything else. I haven't been stuck at a shipper or anything. It's been awesome. But uh, that's
0: not how the last trip ended. <laughs> okay, what happened on the last trip?
1: So on, on the last trip, I was coming into to Salt Lake from back east, going on I-80. And I, I was traveling at night, and I, I filled up my truck on the eastern end of um, Nebraska at about 2 o'clock or so in the morning. Uh, had to put truck fuel in,
0: DEF. You remember what DEF is? Uh, diesel exhaust fuel. There you go, fluid, close. Oh, fluid, so I, at least I didn't say diesel exhaust gas, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, at least you didn't say gas. Good, good job. Um, so I, I filled that up, ref for everything, and and I get on the road again, and and get about 30 more miles down the road, and all of a sudden I start getting this error message flashing up on the dash saying that the the def quality is low, and I'm like, oh crap, what does that mean? So it's not like doing anything significant at that point. So I, I keep driving for a little while. I get tired and decide to take a two hour nap in the middle of my drive. And then I was going to get back on the road and drive for another few hours. Well, anyway, I get done with the nap and I, I stop in, um, Ogallala, Nebraska for the nap, finish up the nap and go to get back on the road again. And the truck's been derated. Essentially what that means is it won't give me any power. The computers kind of shut it down because it's not, not happy what's happened with the exhaust system. And so it would only let me drive like five miles an hour. So for the very first time since I've been on the road, I I'm, I'm stranded. and I'm stuck. The truck won't go. Oh man. And you're,
0: you said you're in Eastern Nebraska.
1: Well, at that point I'm, I'm more on the Western side of Nebraska in Ogallala. Oh man. Ogallala. Ogallala, Ogallala. is one yes. of my
0: favorite city names of all time. That's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, say it five times fast. <laughs> That's not going to happen. O- Ogallala has some some significance to this story, and we'll get to that in just a few minutes.
0: Okay. All right, so what happened next? What'd you? So, so you're stranded in the middle of nowhere. I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere. My
1: engine's a Packard engine, so it can only be serviced by um, a Peterbilt dealership or a Kenworth dealership. And the closest one I'm going to have to get towed is in Cheyenne, Wyoming, so it's about 160-mile tow. Um, cars aren't cheap to tow, so I'm guessing, uh, you probably are going to guess that trucks aren't cheap either.
0: No, I, I would assume they would be many multiples more expensive than a car to, to tow. Yeah.
1: A, a, a whopping
0: $1,935 tow bill. Oh man. What did you say? How many miles?
1: 160.
0: Ah, oh, jeez. So that's, that's like 13 or 14 bucks a mile.
1: Yeah. It was, I, I can't remember exactly what it, it was like an eight or $9 a mile charge plus $400 just to hook onto the truck. Oh
0: geez. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's super expensive. It, it turned into be like probably, well, not probably. It was the most discouraging day I've had since I started the trucking company, since Holland assets got on the road. And the funny thing is, it wasn't even the most expensive day. The day that that the deer ran into me ended up costing me more money than that toe did. But just the fact that you're stranded, you don't know really what's going on. You don't know when you're going to be able to get the truck fixed, figuring out where to take it, all that kind of stuff. Just anxiety through the roof. And it was just a super, super hard day.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, when the deer hit you, the truck still ran, you know, and you also understood what had happened. A deer hit the side of my truck. Uh, versus this one you were saying like it sounds like you weren't exactly sure what the warning meant and all that stuff don't know yeah
1: don't know what the problem is don't know how I'm going to get there don't know if I'm going to end up delivering the load late or even going to be able to deliver the load oh yeah so yeah just lots of questions and it it just just a hard day
0: and did you end up delivering the load yeah so to make a long story
1: short um, got towed got into Cheyenne Um, I, I, I got there at like three o'clock in the afternoon, somewhere around there. They weren't able to look at it until like 11 o'clock that night. They diagnosed it and then the shop closed at midnight. So they, they did the repair first thing the next morning had me on the road by noon. And I got to my delivery point. I I was actually planning on sitting in salt Lake for like a day and a half, before I delivered. So I ended up delivering, like I got there a half an hour before my appointment time. So still got the load deliver on time. So in, in the end it all worked out. Okay. I, you know, I had to pay that towing bill. Um, but luckily if you remember right, when we we're talking about the buying the truck episode, I was kind of wishy-washy on whether I wanted to buy the vehicle warranty or not. Cause I've, I've never really been a big fan of those. I've never bought one on my personal car, but decided to just because I didn't want any Big crazy expenses coming up that I, I would be able to handle in the first couple of years, and so um, they, it kicked in, and the warranty paid for the parts and labor, which that piece alone was thirteen hundred bucks. So um, all I ended up having to pay out was uh, the tow bill.
0: Okay, so the nineteen nineteen hundred dollars still, yeah, that ain't nothing. Oh, it's it's not nothing. <laughs> so. Well uh, now you said something about the name of the town. I want to hear more because Ogallala, like I said the when when you told me the name of the town, I was like, that's my new favorite um, <laughs> why is it so great so um my my family does a book club, and I
1: don't really necessarily participate in it very often, but um a couple months ago right kind of about the time I was starting hauling assets, they as part of their book club, read um Lonesome Dove, and I decided to listen to it on on tape while I was driving. And so I did. And anyway, Ogallala plays a big part in that, that, uh, story because, um, the, the, basically the whole premise of the book is, uh, there's a cattle drive. Cowboys are driving cattle from Texas up into Montana. And they go through this big, big, long stretch where they don't come to a town and, and Ogallala is going to be the very, very first town that they come to. And they're all super excited to, uh, and, anticipating meeting up with a hooker. And that's a big, (laughs) yeah, good, good, good thing. huh? so that, and that's kind of funny because the, uh, the tow truck that came and picked me up, he he pulls back, he backs up to my truck and on the arm that swings down and hooks onto the truck, he's got stenciled on it. Best hooker in town. Of
0: course he does.
1: Of course he does, and so that you know that that's a pretty big deal. I mean, those cowboys are really looking forward, and so to, to get the best hooker in town in Ogallala, Nebraska, is is really kind of a big deal.
0: It's quite the honor for you, and uh, I, yeah, it's it's like you've been welcomed into town by the mayor or something. You, you were given the keys to the city. I felt privileged. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, all right, well, well, this this story kind of segues nicely into the subject for the for today, which is your profit and loss for august but in a in a kind of interesting roundabout way so why don't you kick us off with how this applies yeah so because you know this was such a discouraging day
1: but the the thing that that made it so it was bearable was the fact that i knew i had money in the bank and i was going to be able to pay that tow bill so i i'd save like i've been harping on i had money set aside in in my repair budget and in other areas To be able to take care of that bill. I can't imagine what it would be like to be in that same kind of situation going through all those same anxieties. And then on top of that, having the anxiety that you're not going to be able to pay your bill. You got to figure out how to get money to pay for whether it's a tow bill or repair or both. Well, you and know, so, you
0: say, you say you can't imagine what it would feel like as a, as a poor person, I could tell you if you'd like,
1: <laughs> you haven't been saving. Like I've been talking about Craig, what's it, wrong with you?
0: Chris, we've only known each other for 21 episodes. All right. <laughs> so, all right, well, you, you better get on that. Cause yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's
1: nerve wracking not to have that money to do that. And you, as a business owner, you've got to have it. You've got to set money aside to do that. or you are going to, you know, I, I I've seen time and time again, where clients, uh, trucking companies are one tow and repair bill away from going out of business because they don't set aside money to cover those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it certainly paid off for you. And, and so that savings, but it, it obviously was valuable right away, but tell me about how that relates to your, your financials that you wanted to talk about today.
1: Okay. So let's start breaking down into the financials and we'll talk a little bit more about the savings piece as we kind of go along. So I kind of want to start off with just giving a little bit of statistics about what happened in August. So if you remember August, um, I'm in the National Guard, as, as you probably know by this time, or everybody listeners know, um, I had my two-week annual training in August. So that means right off the bat, I'm missing half the month. And so revenue is going to roughly be down a half. Everything's going to be down a half. And so what, what I ended up doing was I, I was only able to drive 6,645 miles in August, which is um, normally I've been driving a little over 10,000 a month. So not quite half, but but pretty close to it. And I was only on the road for 10 full days and then two partial days. So that, that's about half of the time I've typically been on the road. Um, and revenue was down from about uh, 21,000 a month to 13,000 in a month. And that's, you know, that, that's a, or excuse me, 20,000 to about 12,000. So that, I mean, that's a big impact.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, it kind of sounds like everything is dropping by what's that 40% or so. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it, it's a big hit.
0: Right. Well, the, the good news, I would think, um, you know, from my understanding from our conversations before about uh, p statements and the, you know, expenses and all that stuff is that because you're not on the road, you know, for 40% of the time that you normally would be, uh, yeah, your profits go down, but your expenses do as well, right? And so it, how did things end up turning out? Well, that's a
1: good question. So yeah, exactly. If you remember right from our, our conversation last week when we were talking about fixed costs and variable costs, those variable costs go way, way down too because you're, you're not running down the road. And so to make a long story short again, um, we actually ended up making money in August. Not a lot, only five hundred, just shy of six hundred dollars, but we we were able to turn a profit, which is really um, a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, I imagine that the the fixed cost thing would be the big stressor there because yeah, you don't have to pay for fuel or whatever your other variable costs would be, but you still it, you're stressing out about the fact that hey, I got to cover my insurance payment when that comes up in a few months or whatever the case may be on those fixed expenses, right?
1: Yeah. You, you've got, you know, your big fixed expenses with a small trucking company are always going to be your truck payment, your trailer payment, and your insurance. And so you want to be able to make sure at a minimum, you run enough in a month to be able to cover those, which I obviously was able to do. We ran just enough to cover all that stuff. Plus, you know, the, the lower amount of variable expenses, everything was covered in, in that piece. And so it, it, you know, it turned out well. And one of the things to kind of point out with this is, you know, that it kind of, it, you know, you break a month down into two pieces, that first half of the month that you run really is kind of, kind of cover your costs. So really the profitability of your trucking company happens in that second, that second half of the month or the, you know, the, the second half of what you run. So the harder you run in that second half, after those fixed costs are covered, the more profitable, you're going to be. And so, you know, it's always a good thing to, you know, especially on months that you got a lot of revenue coming in, rates are really good hit that month really, really hard. And, and your profits just going to kind of skyrocket. Cause after you get those fixed cost covers covered everything above the variable costs is just gravy.
0: Right. Right. Well, Okay, but in August, in this case, you only made a little bit uh, in profit after you'd cover both of those. Uh, what we really want to talk about here is savings. Uh, and from our previous conversations, I know that you like to save based on mileage. Uh, you know how much you're divvying up into different categories. Uh, but in this case, you only had what five, six hundred bucks to work with. So you probably you couldn't save much, if anything at all, right? So what did you do in August?
1: that's a good question so in August what I it, it, if you remember right the money that I set aside in the month of August is actually based on the revenue and the miles and everything from July so in August you know technically I'm still adding money into each one of those savings categories that we've talked about in the past and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second but in September when I'm, I'm basing how much I'm gonna save based off of what I did in August I'm probably going to hit the pause button and, and that's a you know really good thing to kind of point out is you've got to be able to roll with the punches. There's going to be months that you have that are just going to be tough months like that. You're going to have a discouraging day like I did. You just have to prepare yourself for it, know what's going to happen and makes it, make adjustments if you if you have to. If you have to put a pause button on your savings for a month or two, do it. Avoid it at all costs, but there's going to be a time when you're probably going to have to do that. Don't. Fret about it as long as you're consistent and are saving on those other months that are good months, you'll be just fine.
0: Yeah. Well, I, so that day that you broke down, you're having, you're on the side of the road, you don't know what's going on. Um, I imagine, and I'm, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes here, so forgive me, but I imagine you're frustrated and, uh, and confused, and you know you're worried that you're not going to get the load uh, in in time, uh. But I imagine after you kind of settle down from that, you're like, oh, you know what? It's this is a bad day, but it's not a disaster because of all those previous months when you had been saving. You knew you could cover that. Um, right. I, I, am I am I getting into your headspace here? Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. And yeah. As discouraging
1: as, the, as that day was. And, I you know, I kind of sulked a little bit about that day. I was in a bad <laughs> mood. Yeah, it, it was tough. But I felt good knowing that I'd saved money and I had the money to pay that bill. And so in the, in reality, you know, I wake up the next day, I get back on the road. I know I'm going to make my appointment. And, and, and I start to feel good about everything. Cause you, you, you kind of look at things in a different perspective. You know what? I had a bad thing happen to me, but I was able to get through it. I was able to push through it. And in in all reality, I'm out, out a little bit of money, but no worse for the wear. money could, company's still going. We're, we're, we're going to be just fine.
0: Right. You're, you know, you're like Dave Ramsey for truckers. That's what I've (laughs) decided.
1: You know, I, I actually, I like Dave Ramsey. He's got a lot of good stuff. And so, yeah, I, I, there's definitely a lot of similarities. I mean, he, he's definitely even more conservative in a lot of things than I am, but Man, if you live by his principles, you'll never go wrong.
0: There you go. All right. Well, so tell me a little bit more. You said you wanted to revisit some of the numbers and categories for the savings and what you were able to do and how that kind of saved your bacon here.
1: Yeah. So let's let's talk about repair, maintenance and repairs first. So um, based on the numbers I ran in July, in August, I put $956.49 into maintenance and repairs category.
0: That And just in a single month, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Not bad at all. And that, and that helped cover a big part of that tow bill.
0: Right. And you, but you'd been saving for a few months. Did you have enough just in that category to cover that entire tow bill?
1: You know, if, if you look at, at what I would put aside in September and what I had in savings, yeah, I had enough, but what was actually in the account at the time? No. Oh, okay. But if I had to, you know, if I had to kind of maybe put a pause and and take a little bit out of the insurance category, remember I'm, I'm saving a little heavy on the insurance side. I'm saving a little heavy on the truck side. And if I, if I didn't have that money, I, I, I don't really want to do this, but I I'd be able to take from another category if I absolutely had to.
0: Right on. Yeah. That makes sense. So what other categories were you talking about? You said insurance and truck and trailer, what else you got? Yeah. So I,
1: I put $209.56 into the miscellaneous savings category. I added another 500 bucks into the next insurance down payment category, $750 into the into the next truck and trailer payment category. And then I added finally about $419.12 into the overhead category.
0: Gotcha. So now when you said the truck and trailer payment, you're talking about saving up for the next truck and trailer that you're going to get down the road, right? Okay, okay. So I'm noticing something as I'm looking at the numbers because I got the the notes that you sent over so I can see that the insurance and the truck and trailer categories, those are nice round numbers. 500 bucks here, 750 bucks there. The other ones are all very specific. 9.56 and 49 cents, 2.09.56, et cetera. Um, and, and so it sounds like your fixed expenses categories, the insurance and the future truck and trailer, those fixed expenses you are putting those nice round numbers into because they're fixed and you can calculate that over the course of the year. Right. Um, yeah. So
1: they'll stay the same month
0: to month. They don't
1: change based on mileage where the other ones, do.
0: the other. Okay. Then that's what, that's what I was going to say. So the other ones sound like they are based on mileage. Um, okay. And so in August, not only do you have less to put into savings in those categories, but you would be putting less anyway because you did fewer miles. You put fewer miles on the truck. Right.
1: Yeah. So in, in September, I'm anticipating, you am know, I'm, I'm not going to put a whole lot away. I,
0: I saved almost
1: you know, those numbers. I just gave you total up to almost 3000 bucks. So I saved almost $3,000 based off of what I did in July. And and that, you know, that, that that'll, we'll use that at some point in the future.
0: All right, Dave Ramsey light. So uh, what I'm, what I'm hearing here is uh, I, I like this episode in part because we've done it three times, but also in part because every time we do it, it becomes a little clearer to me that um, that there are kind of two halves of the episode here that play really nicely together. The first part, the story, we we do that every week, and they're really nice to illustrate certain points. And in this case, it's a very clear point being illustrated, uh, where you know some disaster befell you, but then it turns out that it's actually not a disaster. It's just a bump in the road because you had gone through. The you'd bothered to save some of your money, right? So that's the lesson learned here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it really is the lesson learned, and uh, time and time again, I, I see trucking companies go out of business. You know, especially in that first year because they don't have enough cash on hand and they run into some kind of bump like that. And that's not unique to the trucking industry. Every business out there, that first year is really really tough and. 90% 90% of the people go out of business because of cash flow issues. And I I will tell you time and time again that 90% of the battle of being able to succeed in trucking is saving, saving, savings, and having that money set aside for when something happens because something is going to happen. Trucks break down. It doesn't matter how new your truck is. It doesn't matter how hard you work. It doesn't matter how much you try to, you know, be safe and prevent, things from happening. Murphy's going to come up and show his head and something's going to happen and you've got to be prepared for that. And if you do that, you're going to be successful. If you don't, I can just about guarantee you're going to fail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. And like you said, a lot of businesses, you've said this before many times, a lot of businesses fail and that's what we're trying to prevent with advice like this. And so save, save, save isn't just um, you know, this is probably a good idea. It's uh, you know, almost literally, it's the survival of your business at stake, right? It's critical. I mean, it it's not just a good idea, it's a must. You've got to do it. Okay. All right, well, very good, Chris. I feel like that's a pretty good bow to to put on this episode. How are you feeling about it? I think that
1: sounds great. Good way to end.
0: Okay, sounds good. So, thanks everybody for listening. I forgot to mention it up top, but don't forget to go to hollandassetslc.com for the full show notes. Uh, if you're curious about past episodes, you can find them there. If you're curious about tools that we've talked about in the past, you can go to motorcarrierhq.com for those. Uh, all right. So I think third time's the charm, Chris, and we'll go ahead and post this a day late, but I think people will probably forgive us. Yeah, be patient. Sorry, sorry I'm, <laughs> I'm incompetent
1: when it comes to audio on these things. But yeah, and also mention that uh, the profit and loss statement and the balance sheet, along with a picture of the uh, the tow
0: truck the best hooker in town town will be in the show notes very good all right thanks chris and i will see you for the next one have a good week okay
1: got it all right now we'll just cross our fingers i'm going (laughs) i know
0: (laughs) i'm gonna stop the recording and check and see if it actually worked